Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. There's an old saying that goes, vision with no action is a dream, but action with no vision is a nightmare. And I love that saying because people tend to fall in one of those two groups. And I'm I, I'm kind of well, I'm both at times, but I, I tend to identify with the latter, where I'll just I'll just be working, just go, just take the ball and run with it, without really thoroughly thinking about the plan. Now I've learned how to do that over the years. Uh, I still struggle with it, but I also have things that I want to achieve that I sit here and dream about, and I don't take the little daily steps to get there. So the point is, it's a balance of both, right? And when you're trying to manifest your dreams, when you're trying to use the law of attraction, the power of positive thinking, right? Just visualizing success, whether it's small and simple or, or large and profound. Yes, you have to change the story that you are telling yourself and envision that story of success, right? Put yourself in, in that mindset where you can see it, you can feel it already happening. I am a firm believer in, in the power of thought in the power of visualizing and the power of manifesting this is all this is all relatively new to me i've kind of understood it conceptually over the years but i've really been focusing on it lately but visualizing something that much without taking the actionable daily steps to execute it will get you nowhere but just sitting there working and working and working without understanding where you're trying to go and visualizing it will also have you grinding your gears and not making any forward progress. Well, my guest today has done this in the most unique way where she completely found her unique intersections in the lane that she could carve and is now designing the life that she wants uniquely for her based on her skills and passions and experiences and is achieving these goals that's happening right before our very eyes. What's up, storytellers? Welcome back to the Storytelling Lab podcast. My name is Rain Bennett. I'm your host, and this is episode 130 with Olivia Mancuso. Now, there is a story for this guest because I actually met her and worked with her years ago, 2016, in fact, when I was uh, screening on a screening tour for Raise Up the World is Our Gym, and we were doing it at Fit Expos, and she actually came and worked for our booth that day and just uh, interviewing people and talking to people about the movie and about the calisthenics movement. But uh, as fate would have it, that was actually the beginning of her journey, the story that we talk about in the show, which led her to now taking all the experiences that she had as a journalist and all of the passions that she has whether it's music or storytelling or social media or understanding how to manifest your dreams, your personal, physical, professional dreams, and found where they all come together to carve out this amazing business and career and personal brand for herself. Now, uh, what I didn't know when I met her in 2016, which she told me on the podcast, is the beginning of that story started when she got fired from her job because uh, she <laughs> threw uh, or hit somebody with a piece of pizza, a coworker with a piece of pizza. Now, uh, you have to listen to understand why, but let me just tell you that he deserved it. So that point, which was a low point for her, obviously, when I met her, I didn't know she was going through that, but this is literally what happens with our life stories. They're just like the stories that we love to read and watch. That was her inciting incident. That was the beginning. That was the problem that was thrust upon her at the beginning of her story that made her go on this quest to resolve that problem. And here she has now come out on the other end and experienced her transformation. And this is the thing. Sorry, I'm getting excited. Like all of our stories, when you can step outside of being in it, and look at it from a, a top-down, bird's-eye perspective, objectively, as yourself, the character in the story, you see how all these moments in your life, the tough ones, the, the, the joyous ones, the successful ones, all 
lead to your story, your journey, and they all connect to each other. And this is what helps us get through the tough times and also understand how to how to follow the flow of the great times. This conversation was so amazing. We talked about how to craft the life and the living that you want to have by changing your thoughts and changing your actions. So this is my long overdue conversation with Olivia Mancuso, who I refound back on TikTok, and I hope that you love it. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, award-winning filmmaker and writer, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Tuesday morning, I send out a quick storytelling tip to my newsletter subscribers. I show you techniques I've learned along my journey and used in my own stories, as well as those of my clients. But most importantly, I leave you with tangible takeaways that you can apply to your brand storytelling immediately. Oh, well, actually, more importantly than that, it's free. If this would help you, sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. I'm somewhat aware of your journey, like I told you before we started, but I'm really interested in kind of diving into the how you did it, you know, the moments of like the way I view stories is there are these little moments where the story progresses and pushes forward right so i'm really like really interested in learning like what were those moments of insight what were those moments of transformation that you experienced um for those listening <laughs> i'm gonna tell them how you know how we met uh this was um at a, i think we're both i'm assuming that we're both uh more fulfilled at this point in our lives um I, d- I didn't know much, you know, about you when we met, but I was touring a uh, film that I created, a documentary, Raise Up, which we did later in 2017. We um, licensed it. We sold it to Red Bull Media House. So it did have a nice success story. But during that time, I was like taking it around the U.S. in partnership with the Fit Expo and and showing it to anywhere from like, you know, 10 to 50 or 60 people at a time. Uh, and we had a little booth at this one in Chicago and you were helping us out with that. I'm not even sure what I posted it on or how you found it, but you had a history of being like a TV personality, uh, in news and journalism. So you were comfortable kind of being a, a persona and talking to people all day. And, and that's how we met. And I will say this, I want it on record. Uh, this was one of our like least attended um screenings it was like a weird location and yada 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 and it was a long day and i did not want to do it i was like let's just pack up let's just go home i don't care and you maybe not solely there were other people but you were one of the main ones that were like no i want to see it and that just meant so much to me then and we played it for like eight or ten people but i had the same uh response that i had when i played it to to many people which is that it impacted them like it worked it did what it was supposed to do and i just wanted to thank you for that you might not even remember that but it meant a lot to me because i did it because you were like no i i've been here all day damn it i want to see the movie rain i have to tell you i don't have a great memory but i remember that day from start to finish what? i do one <laughs> one because it was so much fun and two and, and we'll get into the story in, in a second two it was you know so interesting for me to learn about like the calisthenics, you know, I was someone who was very new to like the gym scene and seeing what people could do with their bodies, that live performance we had in front of us, like that whole jungle gym setup, plus the documentary that you put together, it really wowed me. And I've told people about that experience throughout the years since because it was just so cool. And it's also interesting because I'm at a point in my fitness journey where I'm not going to the gym and doing all these fancy things anymore and relying on like body weight exercises. And that's something that I learned from you almost a decade ago. So it's interesting how that. that all comes full circle. But 
I want to say something funny. We, we work together because I found your post on Craigslist. I tell people all the time there are great job opportunities on Craigslist. You just kind of have to like sift through and you have to filter through. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've got but them. you know, so so the reason, and I'm not sure. I I'm pretty sure I did not tell you this. Then I've shared this story on my socials many times since. But the reason I was looking on Craigslist for opportunities is because I had just gotten fired from a TV job and I was young, freaked out. Uh, The TV world, any sort of like media um, bubble is really like a bubble. Once you're in it, great. But if you get pushed out, like it's really hard to get back in. And so Mm -hmm. really a year and a half into my career, I messed up pretty bad and I would love to share with you what I did because now I'm happy I did it. Um, but at the mm. time I was like, oh my God, my, my career is over. So I was looking for just any extra opportunities while I figured out how to put the pieces of, of my life back together. And in a nutshell, what ended up getting me fired is I was sticking up for my best friend. Uh, we were both being harassed by someone on the off hours. And, you know, I had a couple drinks and I threw a piece of pizza at this guy. Now, <laughs> He decided to to tell to to contact the station, not explaining that he was harassing us all night, and just said that I randomly threw a piece of pizza at him while out at a bar. And the station uh, didn't want the heat because it was in a small town in Iowa, and so they let me go. And it was huge news, like in the media world, like. The TV news industry is so small, everybody found out about it, and that's why I was afraid I wouldn't get another TV job. But, you know, would I stand up for my friend again? 100%. Uh, And I ended up getting another TV job and stayed in that circuit until I met you in 2016. When did I leave the news business? 2018. So I stayed in the business till 2018. That's a a lot. That's a lot to unpack. We could talk about that for a while. No, of course you would do it again. This, this, This pisses me off so bad. To, to think about like the whole thing. Like he just said that you randomly threw a piece. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. Like they the would, yeah, no, it, it it's funny. We called it pizza gate. And, you know, again, at the time I was so young and so freaked out. So I really was being careful with, you know, who I shared that with. And like, I don't even remember what I told you, probably just some lie about, you know, Oh yeah. I'm like in between news jobs, but really I, oh, I, I don't even just gotten I, fired. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't even think you had to explain anything, but uh, I didn't know you got fired, but this, this is a random coincidence. I'm looking currently, I'm in my home office uh, at a balloon that Maya, my wife, who you met back then, who was just my girlfriend then uh, got for our son, who's like a year and a half and it's a pizza balloon. And it says, you've got a piece of my heart. Um, I just thought that was uh, apropos. <laughs> That's awesome. So random. It is awesome. He loves pizza. Okay. I digress. Um, that is hilarious. And yes, you should have stood up for your friend. I'm sorry that that happened, but I already see like the full circle uh, story where this is going. I know a lot of the listeners to the show are public speakers or they want to become public speakers, but the problem that many experienced and aspiring professional speakers face is that they simply don't have the time to grow their business the way they would like. And look, I get it. I've been there. Maybe you're there right now. That's why I started using the team at Virtual Campfires to provide me with leads to events and conferences that are a good fit for my message. So they send me all the relevant details I need to immediately reach out and start a conversation with those decision makers. And they've worked with hundreds of speakers to provide tens of thousands of event leads, and it's easy to see why. Outsourcing this time-consuming step has saved me hours and hours of scanning Google and lets me go faster towards my goal of more events, more audiences, and more impact. All you need to do is email leads at virtualcampfires.com to see how their lead subscription business can help you the same way it's helped me. Again, that's leads at virtualcampfires.com. Let them help you tell more great stories and get paid for it. I have to ask this question before we move on to the way you described kind of watching all that that was going on with the calisthenics competition at the Fit Expo. 
like it seems like and did this come was this innate or inherent with you or was this learned through journalism like i could see your journalistic eye or approach like there was a new culture and a new thing that you didn't know anything about mm -hmm. and you immediately like were like so into it and i'm sure that skill or that you know approach was helpful in journalism is that a part of you or is is that you know a part of you and led you to journalism or is that a skill that you cultivated in that world I think that's kind of where I, I sharpened it. You know, I've always Fair. been a curious person. And mm. um, especially when it's in a realm that interests me in general, you know, the Fit Expo was something I think at the time I would have attended anyway. So seeing this completely new way to exercise and move your body and like seeing the proof of the results of calisthenics mm. like right in front of me just blew my mind. And so I was so curious to learn more. I mean, it was you know, you and I share the same love for storytelling and finding those really um, unique things that like brings mm -hmm. community together. And like calisthenics is one of those things, right? Like people exercising outside in front of everyone to see like at free parks, like that's such a cool thing. Mm -hmm. It brings people in. It's a very inviting atmosphere. Like you don't need to pay some crazy membership to be, you know, part of the calisthenics community. And so I just loved right. how there was this one thing that like brought so many, and there's so many layers to it. And your documentary really did a great job at showcasing it. So it was just like a really enriching experience to be a part of. And then on top of that, I really just like interacting with people, you know, as a journalist, you, you go interact with people who don't want to talk to you or don't want to hear from you, or it's the worst day of their lives. So it's like, you know, or like they're going to jail. And so like to, mm. to actually interact with people who are like, want to be there and want to talk to me, that was really like a refreshing experience, especially after just being fired. I was like, wow, like, you know, there's life on the other side here. I can still like use these, this skill set, mm -hmm. but in a, in a way where everybody's having a great time and I'm not, you know, har harassing them to be Emra. There's a good life lesson in there, uh, which yeah. leads me to my next, my next question. What is it that you do now? How do you, how do you, um, define what you do for a living in your life yeah <laughs> okay um i think the best <laughs> way to define it is to give you a really like <sighs> succinct uh a uh, story like timeline of can you journey, do it succinctly right? i like I, i'm laughing because like i have that same pause when people ask me what i do i'm like uh i don't know how to answer it i know a lot of things right we both do a lot of things <laughs> that's yeah. that's the best way i can describe it so after I got out of journalism, I did a brief stint in corporate marketing, hated it, but liked the work-life balance more, didn't like the fact that uh, I was being forced into a box of a marketing position, right? Do these things and nothing else. Um, and I couldn't really find roles that would be malleable to like my different skill sets. And so I decided in December of 2021, um, after failing to find a new marketing job, like going through multiple rounds of interviews, not getting responses. I was so angry. I literally said, F it. I, I drove to Target, like Cruella DeVille, like shaking. And I went and bought a journal and I wrote out a game plan. And I said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to become a full-time free and then I'm going to turn that freelancer work in, into consulting. And I'm also going to do video spokesperson gigs. And I'm also going to do, you know, influencer type stuff. And that's actually exactly what happened. Um, I started off like my solopreneur journey, uh, writing blogs, writing content in exchange for money, you know, the traditional exchanging time for money, charging hourly. And then I had companies starting to reach out to me just from what I was posting on LinkedIn and kind of sharing, you know, uh, these different nuggets of wisdom I've, I've learned along my career. They wanted me to consult their entire marketing strategies. So I started doing that. And I, I have to tell you, I, I updated my website like 700 times last year because I kept changing my business model of what it is that I do. And I was so, I don't want to say lucky because I, you know, I truly believe I made it happen. I was really like, gave myself no other choice. I quit my job and I said, here's your three month deadline. Otherwise you have to go back, you know, to um, any sort of part-time job that you've had in the past. So this is your, this is your deadline. And I made it happen. Um, and so all of that to say, what I offer now is consulting services on marketing strategies and branding. So I do a lot of branding uh, with brands, mostly B2B. 
I don't really work with product-based companies, but more so B2B and then other entrepreneurs who want uh, to develop their personal brand. And then I also do video spokesperson work. So, you know, companies that need website videos or, you know, videos for their app to describe their products. Uh, and then, you know, some influencing here and there and some, some stuff on TikTok, which is how we've stayed connected. So mm -hmm. coaching similar to what you do, giving people, you know, advice on entrepreneurship and manifestation because manifestation is, is how I got from, you know, mm -hmm. point A jobless to, to what I am doing now. Yeah, I just and I just wrote that down because I I know that's a big part of what you do and what you talk about, and I'm really interested in that as well. Uh, before we do, I want to talk. I want to pause a little bit on kind of what you hit on. This has been something that's been top of mind for me a lot lately, because another person, someone I actually met on TikTok, who's been on the show a few episodes back, maybe episode 122 or somewhere around there. His name is Jake McNeil. And his back, actually, if you don't know him, you would love this dude and his content. Uh, he, his, and maybe the music that he's, he's worked in the music industry with D, like DJs in Europe uh, for like 20 or 30 years. And it helped him understand, well, one, how to create personal brands, but out of people who are what he now knows to be called multi-potentialites, right? Um which yes. was right. Okay. And so that's his thing. Each video, he starts off with multi-potentialized. If you're struggling with this, like, I've seen, and it's all yes. like, have you seen his stuff? I, I have it. It's wonderful. He's incredible. Right. And I love him. I was like, you gotta be on the show. And so, because I like many people in his long list of comments are like, I feel attacked. Like I was one of those. Right. Um, yeah. which is good because we all need help finding our path forward. And it's funny because this is like such a classic, you know, case where like I help people do that through their story, right? I call it finding your unique intersections, but it's hard to do it yourself, right? It's it's a little easier mm -hmm. when you're removed and you could objectively help someone 100%. else. One hundred percent, right, right. Um, so it seems to me, and the reason I kind of got went to that question is because I know that you're involved and you have all these different creative pursuits. Whereas historically, that might have seen like you can't, you got to be a specialist, you got to stick to this one lane. You're a journalist, don't step out of that. But I love how, you know, and we'll get to this too, how you kind of pulled in your love of music. You pulled in, you know, your love of uh, your skill that you cultivated of presenting in a time where user generated content and brand deals are extremely popular. But talk to me a little bit about your journey in figuring out how to tie all those different creative interests, those unique intersections, as I call them, which are, it's like a three-part Venn diagram of your skills, passions, and your experiences. How... And it's not easy. It's not like you just wake up one day and you, you figured it out. Like your journey in figuring out how to tie all them together in a co cohesive way that is like that has helped clearly kind of like carve out your personal brand. Does that question make sense? Yeah. yeah, it's such a great question because I talk about this all the time with my clients who, you know, are multi-passionate. It's what's the through line? What is the through yes. line between all of your different ventures? Like, if you, you know, have these random like parts of you, right? Not just in business, but in your personal life that you want to tie together because you, let's say you like kite surfing and you draw lessons mm -hmm. from kite surfing to apply to your, you know, whatever it is, Bitcoin, like how do you do that? So <laughs> great question about myself. Um, I wish I had a more defined answer because I think I know what I can tell you for sure is what I realized throughout this journey is there's things that come really easily and really naturally. And I've been following what those things are. So presenting on camera is one and you, and you mentioned music, right? So I did, I, I've done freelance like journalism here and there. I recently with insomniac radio uh, for EDC, which is a major festival, right? I love music and presenting on camera and interviewing people comes easy. I, you know, it's something I can do in my sleep at this point. What doesn't come easy? Um, social media management. I hate doing paid advertising. I hate mm. scheduling. I hate like like I, I hate it all. Okay. So what what are the skills that I'm really good at? Right. Not niches, but but skills. And how do I just follow those and chase those and get better at those and then bring in help on the rest? And so as I've developed my client base, I have been very honest and I'm very happy with myself that I had the intuition to do this from the beginning where I said, Hey, 
I know you need this, but this is something that I just don't have the capacity to do. Like I have the power to say no now, right? Like back then when I was working for another company, I had to do what was in the job description. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 I say, I, I can't do this for you, but I know somebody who can, and I bring on a partner on a lot of my accounts. Now, if they don't want to pay two people, that's fine. Like we're not, we're not meant to work together, but I am not doing anything that's, that doesn't come. And I'm not saying easy in the way of, oh, this is so easy. Like right. that's not what I mean. Like I'm still doing hard things, right? But I'm doing something that like I'm really passionate about. And so that's, that's how right. I'm finding the through line. This, the stuff that makes me excited to get up in the morning, that makes me shine that I know that I can keep creating iterations of, of content and in whatever it is and like, like enjoy the process. That's how I've figured out how to mold my business. And so on my website, even I list out every, pretty much every single service that I do, obviously each case is different, right? People have specific needs, but then I have a whole section of what I don't do. And I say, these are, these are the things I can't offer because I don't want to waste anybody's time, including that's my awesome. And so, that is awesome. That's, that's really like, that's really how I've been able to just double down on, on everything that I'm good at and, and sharpen my offerings. So. That's, I love that. And so many people when they're starting out or if they're a small business owner or solopreneur do the exact opposite, which is like, we're a full service company, you know, when you're one person, uh, you know, or we can do this, this, and this, or you'll take it, you're desperate. So you'll take any job, even if it's not aligned in that. I love that you said the things that you're passionate about, because one, you'll do better work. And two, you'll be more inclined to want to learn and get better and more skilled at that work. <laughs> and then you'll be- you yeah. know, become more, more skilled. But I actually have a current coaching client that I can pick on a little bit, but when I saw his website, I was just like, well, what? I have no idea what you do. It, it was in a certain space in video production, but it was like all the things. And I'm like, yeah, I have, then I have no idea like why, you know, why I would come to you, but I love, right. I love, love, love the idea of a page that says like, and here's what I don't do. Uh, and I think that's important because our, it's almost like a survival instinct, right? That's like, uh, okay, I'll take that job. You know, even if it doesn't align. I've learned uh, throughout this journey that you can't pick up every quarter off the floor. Like you have to, you have to really decide if something uh, aligns with your overall goals. And if it doesn't, like, what, why is it, why are you doing it? You know, there's going to be a really good reason. Sometimes, you know, there are things like I've taken on jobs here and there because I have the flexibility in my schedule where my friend who runs a, a different marketing agency, we do a lot of work together he was doing a, a spa opening night, right? His client's a spa, they're doing an opening night. They needed somebody like a nice face to sit in the front and check people in, a couple hundred bucks. I said, sure, I have the time. Stuff like that, absolutely. But am I gonna take on a whole project? Um, for example, I had uh, a prospect reach out to me a couple of weeks ago. He was interested in marketing for a franchise that he just brought that bought that already had great marketing like on their main page, but he wanted to, he didn't really know what he wanted. Let's just put it that, you know what? This is not my area of expertise. This is, I don't, you know, and I didn't say this to him, but it's like, I don't care how big your budget is. If you can pay me tens of thousands of dollars a month, if I, like, I know that I can't serve you like in the way that I would expect out of myself. So I'm not going to take something on just for the heck of it. Um, and, and that's like, I, I really implemented that frame of mind early on and it's, it's served me really well. Um, and it just makes, you know, when you're not, like, like you said, if you're doing something that you're not good at or it's stressing you out, it's gonna take time away from, from those projects that are actually gonna make you more money. Like you need, you need to save that time to find the bigger projects, the things that are more, in, uh, you know, in, in tune with, with your overall vision. You know, you can't be worried, you gotta, you gotta shift out of, I talk about this all the time, you gotta shift out of scarcity and go into an abundance mindset. Yeah. I'm literally like the, the, the next words out of my mouth, uh, we're going to be about scarcity and abundance. I'm, we're in sync already. I love this. Um, sorry, I got very excited. Um, let's go there because I love the line that you said about you can't pick up every quarter off the floor. I am in, you know, innately a pick up every quarter off the floor type of person. Like I'm, I'm a hustler and I like to, you know, but I am learning through my entrepreneurial journey that that is the fastest way to burn out and not, and, yep. and not longevity. Right. Which is now 
that I've grown and matured in the, since the, we met seven years ago and had kids probably impacted this uh, as well. You know, my outlook on life, my perspective on life, my approach to life is completely different now. My goals in life. Uh, but it's still hard to fight back that urge. Now, the, the person that it made me think about is someone at the beginning. It's where a lot of us are in scarcity uh, mode if we're either in the beginning of our career or we're not where we want to be because every quarter on the floor counts, right? So I want to yeah. be conscious of those people, but that's not to say like, you know, I, I feel like I might know how you feel about this, but I want to hear it in, in your words because it's like people that say like, I don't make enough to invest. And I, I get ups, not upset, but frustrated because I'm like, if you make a dollar, you can invest a penny of it. Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like it right. doesn't mean you have, there's no minimum. So what is the payoff? If I'm that person that's like, I'm going to pick up every quarter off the floor, sell me on why I should resist that natural urge when I got to put food on the table. Um, what is the the payoff in making those sometimes hard to make decisions of like, this isn't aligned with who I want to be and what I want to do in the big picture when you're kind of stuck in this small picture? So two things. Uh, one, which is one of the most important, and this is a life lesson I've learned, not just in, in work, but in, but in general, is the cognitive dissonance you'll experience from doing something you don't want to do, agreeing to, think about like, Okay, let's say somebody asked you to help them move and you really don't want to do it. You don't. And they're not that good of a friend, but they asked you because you have a truck, okay? And you and you agreed to do it. You're going to go help them move and you're going to be murmuring to yourself the entire time about how much you hate this, how you'd rather be doing something else, and you're just going to be upset with yourself for agreeing to do something you don't want to do, right? And so yes. that cognitive dissonance like actually prevents you from being able to be beyond that project into what else is out there for you because you're so consumed with agreeing to do something that's like not, you know, what you're passionate about. Maybe it's not even that much money. Okay. So that's the, that's the first thing. It's going to like fog your brain, right? Like if you're going after projects that like are paying less than what you're worth, you have people nick nickeling and diming you, or it's something that, you know, you're like, you're just like investing like too much time, like this is a, a little side story really quickly, but while I was fired, I had to find a part, part-time job, right. To, um, pay bills until I found sure. another reporting job and I got hired at like, I don't even remember the name of the franchise, but it's some, uh, chain Mexican restaurant. When I found out I had to learn the ingredients of all 16 of their salsas, I was like deuces. I'm, I'm not, I need to focus on finding a new reporting job, not taking a test on your 16 salsas. And so I went to some other restaurant, you know, that was like, uh, I didn't breezy. need to memorize like this whole, yeah. right. And so, and so it really is about deciding where you want to, um, you know, where your brain like can ex expend calories. Like where can you, where can you afford for your brain to like spend calories? And if it's on a project that you don't want to work on, um, you're going to expend more calories doing that. Right. And you're not going to have enough energy to find something that's, that's in line with your overall vision. So that's number one. And that kind of plays into number two, when you're so focused on, on doing something and learning something, let's say it's like a job where you, like, there's a learning curve to it, but it's not one that you actually like want to be on. Like you are literally going to be exhausted and you're not going to have time to find those bigger and better projects. There was, there was one project when I, when I was like a freelancer before I took consultant where I was like helping write. I, I, I don't know how I got this job. Honestly, I was like, it was a fluke. It was like writing cover letters for tech entrepreneurs. Not my, not my <laughs> thing. I was spending, and I had to turn like three cover letters over a day, right? Within 24 hours. It wasn't the whole cover letter. It was like a little piece. It was like for this agency. And I panicked after two weeks. I was so stressed. Even though it was only an hour of my day, it was the most stressful hour of my day by a long shot. Yeah. And I was like physically exhausted by the end of it. And so I had to tell him like, hey guys, here's my 30 days notice. Like I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And it was money, right? The money was pretty decent but it was preventing me from finding something even better because mm -hmm. I was spent by the time that hour was over because it was, it was difficult for me. Big time. That's uh, both of those are so, such valid points. I'll tell you a very quick story. Um, what led me to like, before I went to make raise up the film, I was in New York 
and I've been searching for a, a job in the industry for a long time, not just little production assistant gigs. And I finally got a good one. It was during pilot season season at a post-production house that did like color correction and things like that for all the big shows and movies in New York and pilot season. They had to bring on extra help because you'd have all these pilots that were made. And obviously not all of them got picked up, maybe, a, a, you know, just a handful. Um, so they needed extra, extra help uh, during that season. Well, so I was there part time or it was a short term contract. It was full time, but short term contract. And that contract had ran out and they wanted to they wanted to keep me there. And it was a decent job and it was in the industry. I mean, there were celebrities and producers coming in all the time. We were working on these great shows. And um, I thought that I would like I could get this job to pay the bills and then I could work on my creative projects afterwards. I was working the second shift from like 3 p.m. to, to midnight. It's like when when never like I never got to do that. And I had to make the, the tough decision. I left and ultimately put my stuff in storage. And that was what the started the raise up journey. I, went, I then traveled the world just like couch surfing to like to make this the movie that you saw but i had that same moment where like i was in a job that and it was even kind of aligned with what i wanted to do but it wasn't what i wanted to do i didn't want to be a color grader i want to write my own mm -hmm. stories right um so yeah i mean and it didn't leave time certainly to be creative after any of that yeah so i had to make that tough decision and i guess here's what i'll say for those listening that resist that urge it didn't get easier for me making that decision. It got a whole hell of a lot harder. But mm -hmm. now I am so grateful that I did because it it led me to where I am now and what I do now. But it was hard several years to get there. It sounds like you have gone through a you know a similar journey, and, and thankfully we've both come out of it. You know, kind of more aligned with what we want to do. You you seem very ambitious, like I am. So there's probably plenty more you want to do. But yeah. where we want to be and what what lights our hearts on fire. You had said something I want to go back to. Um, is it Insomniac that you're you were working for? Is yeah. that the name of the publication? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so I saw a video that you had done about that, about when you kind of reached out to them and kind of pitched them your idea, which was you they didn't come to you. Is that right? That's correct. And this is like a little micro example of the multi-potentialite thing, right? You're kind of like seeing this unique combination of all your skills and what you love and also why they would benefit from it. So it wasn't like you responded to a Craigslist ad like you did for me back in 2016. Like you, you created the ad and you, you wrote them. So one, talk to me a little bit about we have this ability to connect with people we want to work with now more than ever before, right? They're just a DM away but it doesn't mean that's certainly a guarantee or that they'll even answer it. Right. So what's your advice for someone who wants to do something similar? Like there's a goal client or like a goal job or dream job they want to have and they could get to it, but how do you position it in a way that makes the receiver uh, open to it? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, first of all, why not go for it? Right. Like there's no reason you shouldn't go for something because the worst thing they can do is is say no and there's there's this quote uh it's david Meltzer, i think i think i'm saying his last name right he said he, in essence he says imagine you're 25 no's away from your yes how excited would you be to get each one of those no's and that resonated with me so much and and that's like one of my mantras right for for my business so i just go for everything um you know Obviously, you need to have a, a game plan. You need to have some structure. Don't just start sending DMs. Hey, I, I, I want to work for you. You know, let me work for you. Have some sort of plan. And so I'll give you, I guess I'll give you essentially what I did um, to, mm -hmm. to reach out to Insomniac. Um, I was watching interviews with some of my favorite artists on, on YouTube. And I texted my husband. I said, I, I need to be doing this. I need to be a freelancer for Insomniac. I'm just going to make an audition tape and, and send it to them, Okay. And so um, I, I wrote out a script. I went into the studio I have access to. I, I taped the audition and then I looked for an email I could send it to. And I was debating, should I go through some people I know in the music industry, in the house music industry, or should I not? Because it could really, it could have helped or hurt me. And I, ultimately I decided not to. And so I found their general marketing email, right? And what I put in the subject line was, open to this question mark. Okay. So I, I 
figured maybe that that would entice them to read it. Um, and I just said, hey, uh, you know, house music lover fan and former TV journalist, um, here's, uh, I think I said something like, here's, here's why I should work for you in, in less than a minute or something like that. And my script was basically, you know, really briefly covering, you know, who I am, what I've done. I've done some interviews here locally. And shockingly, they got back to me within like a couple hours. And they were like, oh, yeah, we actually, we need somebody uh, for this upcoming festival. So we're going to be in touch really soon. And, and, and the team is incredible. Like I have just nothing but nice things to say about that team. They were so, um, and I've dealt with a lot of different like music type organizations and it's a really crazy industry. And so not everybody's super responsive, you know, things are kind of always last minute, but this team, I, I want to shout them out. It's noise house. So they're like a contractor of insomniac. They're like incredible people. Um, and so, yeah, so I had a game plan. You know, I had the skill set in the background. I'm not going to like apply to, to interview artists at a country music festival, right? Because I don't listen to country. Um, so, you know, finding that intersection, kind of what you talk about, like you're, what you're passionate about, what your skill set is. If you have like this unique differentiator where those two things intersect, like you can pitch your own jobs to these companies, but you have to convince them that, that they need you. And, and with, it, with that comes, you know, learning how to do sales. I actually was very lucky to have somebody that I've worked for when I was still like a freelancer before I transitioned to a consultant. He actually like gave me a sales apprenticeship, which was super cool. And cause I, that's not something I learned in school. And so, and so I would say to anybody who, who wants to do something like that, who wants to create their own opportunity, you know, I can say a lot on like the manifestation side and like the journaling, but like on the actual application, like learn some basic sales skills, like good, like actual sales skills, not, not gimmicks, you know, um, not what you think is trendy, like, like actually learn sales. It's the most valuable skill set you can have, no matter what type of business you run. If it's like me or you, you know, when we're coaching people, whatever it is, learn sales. Yeah. I think what I love about that is your, even your subject line um, is a storytelling approach because there are in stories, there are open loops and closed loops, right? And you open a loop and the audience wants to close it. And so your subject line did that. Like you actually used the word open, but you were, you were saying like, are you open to this? Well, the first thing that does is create a question in the receiver's mind, which is like open to what? So you've intrigued them already because it's not like you said, here's how to make 2022's festival the best ever, or, um, I can interview your musician or something bland like that. You just said, Hey, are you open to this? And, and you're not hiding that it's a pitch like, Hey, I've got an idea you might be interested in. I won't take much time. You're being respectful. Here's what it is. And if you align it the right way, it either works or like you said, or it doesn't. And that's one of your 25 no's and you move on to the next one. But I just had to to shout out that even in the subject line, you piqued their interest by opening that loop. And that's such an, uh, an integral part of, of the storytelling uh, approach. Um, and, and all great salespeople are great storytellers for sure. Yeah, that's, it's, that's it's fast. Easy. And make it, make, make it easy for them to like go on the journey you're taking them on. You know what I mean? Like, don't, like if I sent them a bunch of random clips of me doing my thing, <laughs> like that's just late. That's just like lazy on my part. Right. Like make it as yeah. easy for them to understand what it is you're trying to sell because they will appreciate that. And like you said, like you don't have to hide, that it's a sales pitch. You shouldn't hide that it's a sales pitch. Just be, be straightforward. And you'll be surprised. Yeah. You'll really that, be surprised. That, that what you just said about how to deliver it to them is straight from the world of journalism. Like you just give it to them in a nice narrative and a package that they can receive and understand what it is. And people miss that all the time. Yep. Facts. Uh, so, the, you know, we reconnected in, in, in life, uh, on TikTok. I don't know. I think I might've just randomly seen one of your videos. I was like, I know that girl. Um, but Funny I'm always interested. Works. I know. Right. I'm always interested in, um, people's journey on this platform. Like Jake, who's been on the show, the multi-potentialite, uh, guy, mm-hmm. because I think it's, there's a lot of power in that platform. Um, so I'm curious a little bit about your journey there. Um, starting with what made you initially start an account. And then I want to learn a little bit more about the 
the power of sharing your own story with people has done for you? Yeah. So I opened the account, I think, like almost every other millennial, which was during COVID, <laughs> after like presenting a lot for of sure. resistance, right? And mostly I was just <laughs> messing around on there. Yeah. I, um, a couple of my videos went viral, like just jokes I was putting out there, right? One that we had talked about earlier with my husband, like just being a goofball. And then like I had a, my, the minister during oh, our yeah. wedding, like went off script and sang and it was like a whole thing. It got on the Today Show. It was crazy. So I, so like that was crazy. And I got so many followers just from that and I wasn't doing anything with it. Right. And then I was like, why, why am I not doing anything with this? And, and I should really take the time to, to learn this platform. And so I kind of just started doing talking head content. And that's something that I love about talk. Like we, just like we're sitting here now, I don't have to look pretty. I don't have to have a pretty background. Like I could be sitting inside of a dumpster for all my audience cares. They just want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I love that about TikTok. And so I just started pointing and shooting and kind of rant, you know, ranting and rambling about the things that I'm passionate about. And it's kind of shifted over time, right? Like at first I was kind of talking about the whole entrepreneurship journey and I still do, but it kind of got into manifestation and, and vision boarding. And I just love easy it is to connect with my audience like it doesn't need to be this highly produced thing you know where I'm putting all this effort into again what I look like what my background looks like like I can literally I sit in the same spot every day and shoot video just talking to my audience and it's been really incredible um transformative for my career I that's one of my offerings like my consulting offerings I help their entrepreneurs uh create a strategy and scripts for TikTok so if you want to Want to take that from me? It's a really great offering because a lot That's of people want to be on TikTok, but they just don't know how to get started. So I've like found a really turnkey way to help them develop scripts. Um, now I don't even remember your original question, but well, I'll just but no, I, you're, I love you're, TikTok. You're, yeah, no, you're answering it in more ways than one. Uh, I was just asking about your experience there because. Um, and wanting to learn that journey of like why you were sharing your story and what it's become now, what are, what are the things that resonate most with people that you found? So I have a couple different niches on there, but the manifestation stuff has been really incredible. And I've found a lot of people that way. And then I also talk about, because I, you know, your physical health and your mental health are, are all connected. And I, I talk a lot about physical health through, really simple forms of exercise, like walking. Like I'm the biggest fan of walking. Like literally, like if there was an award for someone who loved walking, I would get it. <laughs> and uh, and in, um, holistic eating, I call it, right? Like just aiming to get in nutrients and not worrying about, I went from someone who, when I had first met you, like I was turning into like this gym rat and there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle, but it's not sustainable for a lot of people who like have busy lives. And I was actually trying to hold on to that lifestyle, that gym rat lifestyle. And I became so demotivated that I wasn't going to the gym until I found and body weight exercises like Pilates and things like that. And then, and so, yeah, so I, I kind of talk about, those are my two major niche platform. And I just talk about how they're all kind of intertwined, um, like manifesting health, right? Like I, I literally lost 20 pounds from walking and speaking kindly to myself. Okay, like through the use of like writing in my journal and visualizing the person I wanted to be and pouring mm. love, loving words into myself rather than punishing myself with the gym. Mm. And, mm. you know, and I, and I talk about these things and like, I'm, I'm just so grateful that I've, that I've found a community on there. When I get comments from people like, thank you so much for, for all the content you post or. I needed to hear this so bad or you're, I, I have like this free walking guide on there. Just, I put it together. Not, it's not even like a, a funnel thing. It's not a freebie, whatever, a lead magnet. It's I literally just did it because people were asking for it. Um, people say your guide helped me so much. Like it's literally just a playlist and like ways to amplify your walk with like engaging your core. Like that to me is like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's energy. It's, it, it gives me, you know, awesome. I, my love language is words of affirmation. So to hear that from, from my TikTok audience is everything to me. 
Uh, yeah, mine is too. Uh, yes, I, I identify with so many things that are happening right now <laughs> in what you're saying. Uh, the, it's funny how your perspective on health changes, right? As you as you get older, the walking thing, I'm with you. And in fact, one of the you know you may have run across like the knees over toes training that's gotten really popular lately. Mm -hmm. Knees over toes guy, the walking backwards, among many other things. I implemented a lot of that because, well, I'm getting older. I'm still an athlete. I play in a competitive soccer league um, every week and it beats my body up and knees and joints are hurting. So this sort of like sustainable to use the word you use type of exercise, walking, walking backwards, just simple things. Again, we're talking about longevity here, right? Yeah. Um, are so so important to me and my god the i'm like a neuroscience nerd and that's it overlaps the storytelling and the things that i've learned about what walking does for the brain is just incredible we could have a whole nother conversation just about that but definitely a plus one to to the to the walking yeah and i think for many years you know the athlete or gym rat versions of ourselves would think like walking was not enough to do it but it's like yeah. consistently yeah. walking is is so impactful um oh my gosh um before we go though i want to spend time this is where i was drive wanting to drive the conversation anyway on the manifestation um mm -hmm. I am from rural North Carolina. And so, you know, a lot of traditional values. Actually, I don't even like that word, but like, you know, I grew up probably thinking something like manifestation was too like woo woo, hippied out, whatever. Yep. I've, I have grown since then. I'll have you know, Olivia. Um, but <laughs> I want you to educate me on it. Uh, I am somewhat familiar, but to me, what I hear when I hear manifestation now is the story that we tell ourselves one. And, and I do a lot of work in that space. One, is that accurate? Is that fair to, to say? And two, let's get into it. Like what exactly is it? Like, why is it so important? Uh, I have my thoughts, but I'm so curious to hear uh, more about your journey. I, I love that. The story that we tell ourselves because that is exactly right. Um, manifestation and i was just like you by the way if i didn't see it i didn't believe it and my husband was the first person a lot like we first met this is funny because i have this here and i know not everybody will, might be able to see this but he told he taught me about manifestation like back in the day I, I didn't believe him he i can't believe i have this at my desk he he drew a picture of the woman he wanted to be with right and it was a picture and it might be hold on which way am i going it might be hard to see, but it's, it's a woman and a man like walking down like a, a dock. Okay. We yeah. found this the other day. I used it for a video. That's why, that's why it's here. This is, wasn't like ex expertly planted. <laughs> um, and you know, I thought, I thought it was a really cute thing, but I was kind of like, Oh, you know, it is woo woo. Like I was the same way. And yeah. you know, when, when I, uh, had quit my job and had no prospects and nothing to lose, but to try to work for myself. That is when I decided to give it a shot. And, and what manifestation is, is really committing to believing in the unseen. Um, if you don't believe in the unseen, if you only believe what's right in front of your face, how are you ever going to achieve new things? Like you're just, you're just going to mm. stay stuck. You're going to, you're, you're going to tread water. And, um, you know, manifesting is a lot of things. I, what I, your face, what I, I just had I, a, a light bulb moment. Yeah. Sorry. The first time I heard believing in the unseen too, I was like, wow. Yeah. It literally was like, like a weight. Well, it's because like you haven't seen what you want to do yet. And so right. if you don't believe in it, then you, I mean, that just hit me so it's, hard. Exactly. It's, it's really powerful. And so the thing about manifesting, what I think a lot of people off is they think they need to follow like this specific ritual, right? Like they need to do this and they need to light this candle and then it gets too woo for them. They're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. What manifesting is, is setting intentions and believing in them so strongly and truly that, that you bring them to fruition. And so that can be done in so many different ways, right? Like I have, uh, those are, these are vision boards. I don't know which way I'm pointing this way vision boards, yeah. as you can see yes. behind me, uh, it, it comes in the form of vision boards, it comes in the form of writing in a journal. Um, it, 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 it comes in whatever form feels right for you. It doesn't need to be, you know, like I said, like a specific ritual, but it is writing down your intentions and then actually 
taking aligned action, right? So there's, there's a difference between like taking aligned action and like working your butt off. And what aligned action yeah. is, is let's say that your goal is, you know, uh, like for me, it was becoming, you know, a, working for myself full time. What are small steps I can take every day to get me to that point? Um, you know, I just posted about this on my page. I manifested a, a massive Euro trip. I was someone who wasn't well-traveled. Um, and I decided to change that. And I used to blame it on the fact that, oh, you know, my job doesn't pay well and I don't have vacation time. And those are very real problems in the United States, no doubt. But I was, you know, using that as an excuse. Um, you know, there's always ways you can make something happen. And so for me, manifesting like this trip was taking small steps just outside of my comfort zone to like get me to that manifestation, right? So I booked a little bit nicer of a hotel that I could still afford, right? Like I'm not going bankrupt, but a little a little bit nicer than what I would normally book. Uh, I wanted my trip to be that much more special. And then, you know, spending an extra hour or two hours a week doing a little bit more like research into potential clients, like all of these little things you can be doing to take aligned action with those manifestations. It's not just, okay, I want this to happen. I'm going to will it to happen by just sitting here and, and thinking about it. It's, it's, it's both. It's, it's, it's literally visualizing and thinking about your goals, keeping them top of mind every day, but then taking those steps to reach them. So yeah. it's like, I always say it's a magic and a science combined. This, the whole, the, 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 what is it? Like the tagline, I guess, of the show is breaking down the art and science of storytelling. Everything yeah. I'm realizing now, it's not one, it's both. Like, it's not one or the other, yep. right? Art is science, right? But we, we yep. often think that it's not. It is the heart and the head. Uh, balance, baby, balance, right? Like that's what life is. Exactly. Uh, I'm so I'm so glad that that uh, that you went there. And there's a reason why every book about this and every successful person you talk to about when you say what was what was the thing that did it? a change of a change of mindset. You hear it so much it gets frustrating. And for those people it is. that it's are annoying. not. <laughs> right. They're not where they want to be. They're like, what the hell does that mean? What do you mean? Just mm -hmm. change your mindset. And then it's going to magically work out. And it's like, well, there's some magic and then there's some aligned action. I love the aligned action, not working your butt off. Right. Cause picking up every quarter off the floor, I'm going to keep coming back to that, by the way, uh, is working hard is working your butt off. Right. That is not aligned action. That's going to get you to where you want to go. You're just going to get to maybe exactly. the next quarter. And there's certainly no guarantees that there's going to be any more. So I, 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 I love that, uh, as well. Um, I will bring in a little bit of the science that I know that will play to the magic that you're t talking to us about. So, and, and forgive me if you've heard of this, but for those, for those listening, uh, in neuroscience, there's, there's a concept called neural coupling. And when you tell a story, if I'm on stage telling a story, uh, a good story, and you're in the audience listening, the areas of your brain uh, will light up, the same areas of your brain will light up as if you are experiencing the events yourself, right? So the storyteller and the story listener, their brains are mirroring each other, right? It's neural coupling, the speaker and the listener. Mm -hmm. uh, and an example of this would be like uh, when you're watching a horror movie and your palms are sweating and you're sitting on the edge of your seat and your heart's beating faster, your cortisol levels are, are skyrocketing, skyrocketing at that point. You know that you're not in there facing that monster that's in the movie, but your brain is processing it as if you are. That's, that's true. Right. So when we're talking about the story we tell ourselves, it is the same thing. It's neuroscience. If I'm thinking and picturing the story of me succeeding or becoming whatever I want to become, mm -hmm. the feelings and emotions that I would feel by doing that, that's going to alter my brain chemistry in that moment when it's not achieved yet, yep. right? So now we're talking about, so that's the actual like science that I can see from my world and how it applies to that. And it's not just woo-woo mumbo-jumbo, like wishing upon a star and the things are going to, you know, just align and fall where they may. There's science behind it. And it's just, I'm fascinated with it because, you know, I've been learning a lot more in the past few years and I'm, I'm glad to see that it has impacted your life too. But so much starts with that. Like I said, the story that we tell ourselves. Yeah, that's, su that's such a great point. And I think the fear that what holds people back is they really can't, they cannot physically imagine themselves in that new 
situation, right? It, it's too scary to imagine. There's been a couple moments along my career where I'm like, this whole business is asking me for my, like I'm advising an entire multi-million dollar business right now. And I'll be like, oh my God, but I'll literally like have like a mini like heart attack, right? And then I'm like, no, like I'm doing this. I am this person. It's something that you yeah. have to consistently work on, you know, until, every day. until every day you have to tell yourself that you are that person. Uh, the, the story that you tell yourself, like you said, and, and it becomes real. If you don't tell yourself that you will be, you will be at odds, right? Like if you want to be like a champion bodybuilder, but you keep telling yourself like you're a scrawny twig, like you, you will remain that you will never become the other thing. Mm-hmm. You can't, you Man. can't, maybe you could, but it would be really, really difficult and not sustainable. So before we go, um, this has been so awesome. I'm so glad that you uh, agreed to have this conversation. Um, what are you focused on now? What are you, you know, you've landed in this spot where you've created quite a brand for yourself. You're doing all these things that you love. What's the next thing you're trying to manifest? Is there a next goal in mind? Are you riding this wave? Where are you? Th- thank you for asking. I appreciate it. You know, I am coming to a point now where, I have tested out a bunch of different things and figuring out what's right for me. Had a couple of failures like as an entrepreneur, but failures are good because they teach you things. And now the two big things I'm focusing on, I'm actually uh, releasing a resource hub very soon. um, And it's basically how to manifest anything. And it's going to be super affordable. I, you know, I want to make this accessible to everybody. That's like a big part of my personal brand is, you know, mental health, you know, personal development, all these things should be accessible. And so I'm releasing a resource hub with like step-by-step guides, you know, affirmation videos to watch while you're bringing to state, all these different things. So that's, that's coming out soon. And then I'm also actually working on my own podcast, a uh, TBD on oh. um, when that'll actually, actually come out. But, but, you know, uh, talking about mindset, um, you know, topics actually with uh, house music artists. So kind of combining my passions there. Look at you. Love it. Yeah. And, and then kind of just staying open and seeing that's one of the best things about being an entrepreneur is you can just be open to see what comes away. And, you know, I, I, I put it out in the universe. Like I don't do, you know, the cliche, but like, I don't chase, I attract, right? Like I keep putting out to the world what I'm doing. I'll, I'll post videos on LinkedIn, giving little updates to, about my business and, and people are coming to me. And so just being open to receiving you know, what's next, like is such an exciting and, and wonderful thing. And it gets me up every single morning with a smile on my face. So that's where I'm at. I just did a video like this week or last week. That was just a rant. I was, you know, just in the car and I just had this thought I uh, wanted to share um, about these doors of opportunity. And like, you always hear like, just, just do it. Just take action from my world. Like just make your movie, you know? And it's like, yes, I agree with that. And then it's also like, but that doesn't like, you know, how do I actually do it in step one? Uh, and so sometimes it's problematic too. But what I was explaining was, is like action doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be successful. It, but by nature of taking the action, those doors of opportunity that you could never have predicted open themselves up to you. They don't open mm-hmm. themselves up when you're being passive and just sitting on the couch wishing right. for the thing, right? Yes. You yes. have to be out there in the world taking what Olivia calls aligned action. And so that point is a perfect point for us to, to end on because being open to those opportunities is such a perfect approach because they, they, they reveal themselves to you when you are taking that aligned action. And I think that's, that just perfectly caps off this conversation that, that we've had. So action is needed but aligned action, stop picking up quarters off the floor. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad that <laughs> resonated. This totally. was such a great conversation. It's so nice to be able to talk about these, you know, topics with people who are, who are open to it, um, you yeah. know, and curious. It's not everybody. Uh, and I understand it's for everybody. So, so thank you for like scratching this itch for me today. Oh, I'm, I was so interested and so curious. I appreciate you being here and it was lovely catching up with you and hopefully we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see each other in real life at some point. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm dying to meet your husband cause he's already made me laugh uh, yes. just from the background of one of your TikTok videos. <laughs> yes. Yes. Me too. You know, if you ever come back this way, uh, happy to, you know, we would love to meet you out. And I know that you have 
babies now and this this whole new life but it's oh, a beautiful we'll thing stow that... them away somewhere but maya's got yeah. people in chicago so maybe we'll be out that way but thank you so much i appreciate your time thanks rain my name is rain bennett thanks for listening if you enjoyed that episode do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast if you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please, please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a story coaching and consulting company that builds online education, in-person and virtual training, and digital products that help businesses master storytelling to find their ideal customers and market to them effectively. You can learn more at sixsecondstories.com and purchase the book Six Second Stories at Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, or rainbennett.com slash sixsecondstories. 